I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to Abida. Where we take our current favorite Bob Golder obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Ooh, that cold brew setting in real good. <laughs> <laughs> Early morning cold brew, just caffeine in my bloodstream. <laughs> we had to wait for the, the lawn people in the neighborhood to stop. <laughs> because, you know, 7 a.m. is when you mow the lawn, obviously. <laughs> right, and 7 a.m. is when you apparently record a podcast. Right. So. <laughs> but first, cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode three. This is our last episode with Turn of the Screw in preparation for The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, this is sort of like the end of season two, part one A. <laughs> Point three. It's all one big season. It all makes sense, hopefully. (laughs) We think it does. Yeah. And that's what matters. (laughs) Yep, yep. So we're finally at the cusp of the end with the turn of the screw. So I'm super excited to, one, talk about this, and two, see where the Haunting of Bly Manor goes with this, because I'm real confused. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest parts like one of the hardest parts of doing this podcast is that we read these things and we want to talk to each other about it. So we just like finish the book and then stare at each other. We don't say anything. I finished it last night and it was like 10 PM and I looked at Derek and I was like, the, the can't what? And he's like, I'm not asking you anything else because we're talking about it tomorrow. I was like, but I can't. Mm, sorry. <laughs> so I went onto a, a forum board and started talking about it. No, people you did? It. Yeah. <laughs> you deviant, you scoundrel, you dubious deuce. Yeah. <laughs> so before we take, uh, we go further with this bite of Turn of the Screw, let's take a step back and look at uh, last episode's bite, which was uh, chapters 8 through 16. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time knowing what chapter we're on because they're in like the X's and V's and the I's. Every time I'm like, what chapter did we start with? Yeah, Roman numerals <laughs> throw us off. It's, uh, this is, it's, it's been, it's been a moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the last chapters, uh, not lots of creepy stuff happens. It's more stuff about the governess sort of trying to figure out what the heck is going on mm-hmm. and why these kids are just like being so bizarre. And that's really it. It's just her kind of becoming maybe this unreliable narrator. We don't know who to trust. Why is she kind of panicking about all this? And we see her kind of being very two sides of the coin. She's either super loving and nurturing and wants to care for them, or she's like, oh, they're the devil. Or she's batshit crazy. I Maybe Bly Manor just has a way of turning at servants cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, there was no background check initiated on this, you know, Angie's list. Oh, heck no. <laughs> no, they did not do fingerprinting. No. They did not do a drug test. <laughs> no, they were just like, hey, stranger. Yeah. Come take care of the children. That was also the weirdest part, because she was kind of just, like, recruited. And like, hey, go over here and watch these kids, and then take care of everything. It's me, uncle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't care about them. Maybe you do. (laughs) Right. Whatever. Yeah, so that's pretty much the gist so far. We've had a couple run-ins with the ghosts, and, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We saw uh, Miss Jessel sitting at the desk like, oh, my God, can you believe this? Yeah. And apparently she had a conversation with her, but yeah. yet it wasn't talked about. And yeah. The only thing that she said when it happened was she yelled at her. 
And that was it. That was so weird. That's mm-hmm. not a conversation. Yeah, this the governess is something else. All right. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into this a bite of the turn of the screw. These are chapters 17 through 24, aka 17 through the end. Mm-hmm. And before we go there, of course, we just want to do our little baby tiny itty bitty spoiler alert. Mm. Uh, because we don't know what we're spoiling. Not only are we spoiling this book for you, but we might be spoiling The Haunting of Bly Manor for us and you. But we're happy to go through this book for you in case you don't want to read it, because it's a tough one. (laughs) Yeah, for a novella that's just about 100 pages, at least in the version that we have, it was kind of arduous to get through it. Mm -hmm. So let's start with chapter 17. The governess makes a visit to Miles at night. She tried to get some info out of him, but he pretty much refuses. Yeah, <laughs> That's literally the chapter. Yeah. She sits down to write the letter to the uncle because her and Mrs. Gross have decided that uh, the only thing that they can do now is reach out to the uncle. Yeah, because shit's going crazy. You know, nobody knows for sure what's going on. And Miss Gross is like, I guess let's just talk to the employer. She's like... You's crazy. I need to stop talking to you. Could you talk to someone else? You keep bringing me into rooms screaming at me. Girl, I got things to do. Throwing yourself about. Oh, my God. I have to keep remaking the bed because you keep throwing your tantrums on it. Yeah, so she she starts to write the letter. Mm. And then she's like, you know what? I'm bored. Yeah. And then she goes out again with the candle at night. Why? Stop, like, leaving just, like... Every time you leave the room, something bad happens or you go even more insane. So just finish your letter, stop procrastinating, and get your task done. Well, that's the problem. She's lazy. <laughs> I don't want to write this letter. <laughs> You're making me do it. Only stupid kids. They'll be fine. Whatever. I don't care if there's a ghost. <laughs> so she, of course, goes creep, creepy teeping through the halls. And whose door does she go to? Young Mr. Young Master Miles. Yeah, apparently one of four people that are at this house. Yeah, and so she she leans in to listen at his door, and he's like, "What up, girl? Yeah, I hear you out there." And yeah. she's like, "Oh, me? Ooh. No, the other person that's creeping at my door." Exactly. So she she goes in, and he's like, "I heard you. You sounded like the cavalry." Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Did you think you weren't making any noise? You sounded like a whole infantry coming down the hall. I'm like, that's mean. I just I just like the thought of her being like, ah, 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 thinking she's so quiet. <laughs> it's those like really like thick wooden shoes they wore back then. <laughs> she, this takes place in Amsterdam. She's wearing clogs. She's wearing clogs. And she's basically just dancing down the, the hallway. Right. So she sees this as an opportunity to try to get more information out of him about what he knows, what's going on, why he got expelled from school. Yeah, there's two pieces of information she's always trying to get out of Miles. Mm -hmm. She's always trying to figure out why he got kicked out of school and something about the ghosts. Right. She doesn't want to it's this whole thing of like, I don't want to tell them I know about the ghosts. I want them to tell me about the ghosts. Yeah, because she doesn't want to seem cuckoo bananas. And also doesn't want to let them know that she's on to them at the, in the same breath, you know. And she also doesn't know why he would get expelled. We don't know why, still. Right. And we have two more instances of queerness. Uh, <laughs> well, I think also, you know, of this queer business of ours, mm. I mark the coolness of his firm little hand. Of what queer business, Smiles? Mm, lots and, of queers being thrown around. Ro- lots of queers. <laughs> so many queers. And... As a queer, I'm offended. Uh, he 
he basically is like, why am I not going back to school? And she's like, well, why did you get kicked out of school? And he's like, I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, pretty much. And there's a lot of, and I know it's just with the writing and what they used to do back then. There's a lot of touchy feely stuff with mm-hmm. him. Like mm-hmm. she's always touching him, kissing him, holding him, putting his head to her breasts, which I think was said like a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he says things like, oh, you know what a boy wants. Yeah. I don't know what that means. What a girl wants. Maybe this is the other version, and I don't know what that what means. What a boy wants. That's true. Christina Aguilera explained to us what a girl wants. I know what, yeah, I know what Christina wants. I know yeah. <laughs> what, what does Miles, Miles want. want. Right, right, right. Uh, and then he goes on to this whole thing of like, oh, I want to go somewhere else. I want to go, I want a new field. I want to explore new places. And she's like, like, do you want to go to your uncle? Like, what are right. you talking about? Right. And then there's this very dramatic moment where the candle blows out again. Yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. apparently. And then he screams. Yeah, he like shrieks and she like, says it's deafening and everything. And then she snaps out of it. And then he's like, I blew out the candle. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's very weird. It's called trickery. Right. Yeah. She made it seem like the way she was narrating it made it seem like, you know, when she put him, when she held him, then he started screaming. Every Like the windows flew open mm-hmm. and all this wind was happening. And then she broke out of it and then he was like what's wrong i blew out the candle well we see something later on in one of the chapters coming up that makes me feel like while the children aren't necessarily like i know we keep saying this in cahoots with the ghosts i think the ghosts are possessing them in some way Mm. to make them do things Mm. and then they're not aware of it maybe so you know they're using their bodies Mm -hmm. to to do to do evil deeds right and mess with the governess Mm mm-hmm Chapter 18, mm-hmm. Miles pulls some tricks to separate the governess from Flora. Mrs. Gross is like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so, Miles has an Edward moment. He plays Bella's lullaby for her at the mm-hmm. piano. And, you know, the governess is like, oh, he's so sweet. He's an angel. But wait. Cut to hours later. Yeah. So they start the morning and she's like, these children... <laughs> are so wise they're performing dazzling feats of arithmetic and english language and they're basically they're just like the smartest little cherub she's ever met and he's like come come governess yeah let me play you a little ditty yeah yeah and she's like oh and literally it's like she basically stares into the fire while he plays the piano for hours yeah it's so weird like there's some time lapse here where she you know, he's playing and then she realizes, wait, where's Flora? <laughs> yeah, she hasn't seen her in a good yeah. minute. And yeah. she starts looking for her everywhere. And she goes to Mrs. Gross and she's like, well, she has to be in the rooms you haven't checked. And she's like, nah, I checked all yeah. of the rooms. She says this thing. She says, no, she's at a distance. I had made up my mind. She has gone out. Like she knew Flora was no longer on the premises. Yeah, it's so weird. There's moments in this book since she's the one narrating this where it's odd. And I don't know if it's just the way she's writing it or she's doing it on purpose because she goes and looks for her everywhere. And then all of a sudden, when she talks to Mrs. Gross, Mm. she's like, no, she's not here. I know she's not here. She's gone. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, what, what, how, how do you know that? And then Mrs. Gross says, well, where's miles? And she's like, oh, he's upstairs with Peter Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. What? 
but that's bad. Right. Remember, you thought that was bad? But she, I think, I guess the lesser of two evils, it's like, are you going to have this kind of Damien Omen type kid be with Peter Quint or save the younger child, I yeah. guess? It's like, I know this demon's in the house. The other mm-hmm. one isn't. So I guess that's more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. She's just pretty much like, meh, have the brat. Yeah. She's like, they... They played a trick on me. They got me. Now I have to find her. Mm-hmm. And and that's that chapter. Right. So Flora goes missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chapter 19, Flora feels nautical. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, they, they basically kind of run the half mile from the manor to the lake, which we saw in an earlier chapter where uh, Miss Jessel first appeared. Mm-hmm. Where Flora was like, I don't see nothing. Bye. Uh, and they get there and they're like, what is she? Is she in the brambles? And Yeah, they, they yeah. go around the whole lake and I guess there was a boat supposed to yeah. be there the whole time and they're like, and the governess is like, eh, the boat's gone. She had to have taken the boat to go to the other side because, like, why would she go? Why would she want to walk when she could just take a boat? I don't know how old this child is. She's 84, and she obviously has the arm strength of a sailor because she can either pull the cord for a motor, which I don't think existed in 1898, no. <laughs> or she can row herself there. Right. And I, I do feel like there was an instance, if I'm remembering it correctly, Where she, she was said, doing pull ups. <laughs> yeah. No, she says that. You know, the damned had to have been with her because she couldn't ah, have done it herself. Ah, 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 so ah, that ah. makes it more, I guess, building the climax or building the action that, okay, Flora's not alone. She's missing. And these ghosts help her take a little ride on a sailboat. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Jessel's like, don't worry, love. I got it. You want to go for a little ride? You want to go for a little ride? Well, maybe it's also that thing of the possession, right? Maybe Miss Jessel can use her body to do whatever it is she would like to do. Give her super strength. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a very Hulk sort of thing. She mm-hmm. she turns green and gets muscles. So they decide to go on foot to the other side of the lake, and they have to run through the brambles and oh, push over weeds. It's overgrown path because no one's been there in quite some time. And sure enough, they get there and they see that the boat is sort of like hidden in some trees. And on purpose. On she, purpose. She thinks it's weird that the boat would be intentionally put out of view so that way if somebody was trying to find him. Eh, they wouldn't really see it unless you were looking for her Mm -hmm. yeah and then they see her and she's standing there and she's being a real creep yeah she's just standing there with like some thistles and she's essentially it just seems like she was just gathering some nice you know flora yeah (laughs) around (laughs) flora around flora yeah and they find her and that's pretty much it and she was just staring at them so that's a little creepy yeah she's just standing there and she pulls some weeds and they're like something's up right chapter 20 20 miss jessel makes an appearance by the lake but not everyone notices flora and the governess are no longer roomies (laughs) so they're there and trying to understand what flora's doing and of course miss gross is like Oh, well, good. We found her. She's fine. We need to get her back. But then the governess flips shit because in the distance, she sees Miss Jessel. So we have this really creepy moment where the where Mrs. Gross kind of gets on her knees and hugs her and pulls her in tight. And Flora's creepy little face just looks over at uh, the governess is like, 
And she gives her a little smirk. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm glad that you freaked out that I was missing. That was the plan the whole time. Uh Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Or so we think. Uh And then she sees Miss Jessel across Mm -hmm. the lake. And she's like, there was Miss Jessel where we were once just were across the lake once again there standing. You are loving this accent this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's the drama. It's the heightened drama of these these, uh, chapters leading up to the end. And then she's like, there she is. There's Miss Jessel. And Mrs. Gross is like, girl. Neither of them see her. There ain't nobody there, girl. Yeah, Miss Gross is like, um, okay, sure. But, like, Flora's right here, so can we go? (laughs) I'm done. We found her. And then uh, Flora starts flipping out. Yeah. She's like, I don't see her. I don't want her there. Leave her. Because she, Flora like, knows who Miss Jessel is. And this is the first instance where the governess is plainly speaking about seeing Miss Jessel. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And especially for Flora to act the way she did. So if she was really in cahoots with them, why would she be acting out? Is it to save face or is it because she actually doesn't see her? Mm-hmm. So weird. It's really weird. So then Flora basically wants to be taken away. So Mrs. Gross takes her away and the governess has like a breakdown where she just like lays in this muck and mire for 15 minutes. And then she gets up. She goes, she said, before you go on, Mm. I like what you said. She said, I was left alone, must have thrown myself on my face on the ground and given away to the wildness of grief. Why are you throwing your body around? Your body is a temple and you need to be nice to she it. She doesn't respect her body. That's for sure. <laughs> she uses it as an expression of emotion. Basically, she's a dancer. Okay? <laughs> and she has to express herself through her body. I just see her slamming her face in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine seeing that come back to the house mud all over her. <laughs> Did you, you like, see Jessel? Did you see her? you like, yeah, I got to move out. <laughs> so Flora wants nothing to do with her anymore. And she's like, get my things, I'm leaving. Right. So when she goes back to the room, all her belongings are out of their shared space. Right. Uh, she no longer wants to see the governess. Yeah, because she's going cuckoo bananas. Yeah, and she's screaming about ghosts. Right. <laughs> On to chapter 21. Mm-hmm. Flora falls ill. The governess and Gross come up with a plan, and Miles commits mail fraud. <laughs> yeah. So it... Turns out, all of a sudden, Flora is feverish. Yeah. She's not doing so well. And they come up with a plan, the governess and Miss Gross, to take Flora to London, to somebody that can better take care of her. But she feels like it's a good plan. That way she can have Miles alone. I think there's also a touch of feeling like there's something about this house that's making her sick. Well, that's what the governess thinks, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's also sort of funny, though, because poor Flora, so she is sort of betrayed by the governess the day before. Then she falls ill, and Mrs. Gross says to her, like, every time I come in the room, she's like, is the governess here? Don't bring her in here. I don't want to see her. Leave. Like, I don't. she's too crazy. So Flora's going through a lot. Yeah, she, the, um, not Miss Jessel, the governess, I keep getting these people confused. The governess asks her, what did she say? You know, what did she say? You know, she had to have seen her. And Miss Gross is like, she's saying some bad stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not about Miss Jessel. It's it's about you. <laughs> yeah, she's done. Yeah. 
And and then, like you said, she thinks she's going to sort of have an opening with Miles. She says, I think he wants to give me an opening. I do believe that poor little exquisite wretch. Yeah. So, again, she's she very conflicted. flip-flopping yeah. between their angels and their demons. Yeah. So, I mean, she's a little... She's a little cuckoo bananas, but then the whole subject of the letter comes up. Yeah, so I think in the previous chapter, she had finished writing the letter, and before they went out to find Flora, she leaves it on like basically like a dining room table, and Luke, whoever Luke is, is going to go mail it. He's from The Haunting of Hill House, the twin. Oh, that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then she's like, did Luke take the letter? And Mrs. Gross is like, no. Yeah, he said that he did not see the letter, did not touch a letter. Right. No letter was to be found. So then the mystery of the letter. <laughs> and they're kind of like, it was Miles. <laughs> that wretched brat. It was flipping Miles. Mm-hmm. That wretched wretch of the wretches. And that's it. Chapter 22. Flora and the gross fly the coop. Miles mars the meal of mutton. Mm, I love alliteration. I love alliteration. Mm-hmm. So we see Flora and Mrs. Gross leave. Yeah, and the governess doesn't want them to see each other, doesn't want like really in, any interaction when she's leaving. That way, you know, no cahoots could be had. <laughs> and, you know, that way she doesn't see the governess to upset her even more, all of that stuff. She's also worried about what she might tell her uncle mm. that the governess feels will. If she gets to her before the letter, what is she going to tell her? She could say, I'm the most lowest of creatures. Or if the letter gets there first, I think Miss Gross says the letter will probably not get there first because Luke didn't get the letter. So mm-hmm, she's worried. Why are you trying to save so much face? I don't know. It's like. Well, I think it's one of those things where she. They're obviously not believing her that there's ghosts mm-hmm. or lying about seeing ghosts. And if she, they tell the employer, the employer could be just like, mm, you need to leave. Like, you're not all there. I mean, I I would think like, okay, you either get fired or you leave on your own accord, girl. Like, that's, what are you doing? Yeah, there's a few times where she almost left. But yeah. But she didn't for some weird reason. The whole church debacle. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> And we end up having this, which ends up being this final scene of this dinner, mm-hmm. which goes through the next chapters, two chapters after this. And Miles is like, why did you take my sister away? What's going on? And then she explains, oh, and he's like, okay, well, I guess it's just us. Yeah. And he starts questioning why she had to leave then when she did or why when she was sick, she couldn't stay. And the governess is like, well, she had to leave before she got too sick to travel. So she's trying to also say face again mm-hmm. and trying to lie, but also trying to get on Miles's good side to find out some more information. Yeah. And he says, uh, it says he turned or, he turned around only when the waiter had left us. Well, so we're alone. Right. It's so weird. And before that, there's this weird comparison that I'm not liking that they keep doing with the governess and Miles. It says, we continued silent while the maid was with us. As silent, it whimsically occurred to me as some young couple who, on their wedding journey at the inn, felt shy in the presence of a waiter. So it's it's a weird comparison. Why why compare like a honeymoon married couple being shy to not talk and flirt around wait staff to you and a child? Again, it's that very weird 
juxtaposition of being either afraid of him or infatuated with him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she feels so scared and sometimes she wants to just be in love with him. Gross. Totes. Uh, and, And I don't know, maybe it has to do with when, you know, even if he can't be seen, when Quint is around, she's afraid of him and thinks he's disturbing. But when Quint's gone, he's just a child again. And she wants to care for him and make him feel safe. Hmm. I mean, I'm not defending the metaphor, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just trying to get into the character study. Um, But she cray. Yeah. Yeah, No matter what. Yeah. Chapter 23. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A stoic conversation with just a dash of bargaining takes place between Miles and the governess. So we see this very long conversation this is probably the longest conversation that's in the entire book there's not much just to give you a a visual of how this book is set up a lot of it is the governess speaking like narrating a lot there's not much conversation going on yeah and so she confronts him about the letter Mm -hmm. and she's like have you seen luke because luke was supposed to deliver this letter and luke didn't deliver the letter it's gone Mm -hmm. and he's like you tell me this i'll tell you what happened to the letter and, right. He wants yeah. to know. He wa- There has to be some give and take with him now. Now he's being a negotiator. He seems well beyond his years. <laughs> it's because he's been hanging out with PQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows how to get one over on people now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's it. It's just this conversation between the two of them at the table about the letter and what's going on. And not really much more ground is covered there. Yeah. He says, I'll tell you everything, but not now. It's very odd. He keeps sidestepping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was chapter 23. On to the final chapter. The final chapter. Chapter 24. Mm-hmm. The mystery of Miles is solved and a death befalls Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. So we finally, 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 sort of. Not really. No, we don't. <laughs> it's not solved. <laughs> so she gets out of him that he took the letter. Right. So she says to him, is that what you did at school? Did, did you, you steal? steal? Or did you take letters? She yeah. specifically said, she's like, did you steal? Did you take letters? Yeah, because his MO is just taking letters, reading them, and burning them. He wants to steal the postage. That's right. <laughs> or he likes to collect uh, wax yeah, know, stamps or whatever, yeah. seals. <laughs> yeah, so he's, so he's like, no. And she's like, okay. So what? So, so what? So right. what did you do? Mm-hmm. And and he says something that's very bizarre. It's like I I said things to people. Yeah, and she asks. She, she tries to understand what. And he says he said things to people he liked. And she said, "Did the I guess the headmaster or the the faculty find out about it?" And he's like, "Well, obviously they had to have, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he never says what he said. Right. He says it's like. I told people I liked things, and then they told people they liked things. Yeah. So we don't know if he's spreading rumors. We don't know if he maybe said some inappropriate things. Um, I saw something that said maybe he was gay, and he said he liked other little boys, and then the other little boys told other people, and then mm-hmm. that's why they kicked him out. So 
you don't know. You never really know what the instance is that gets him sent home. And maybe him as a child has really no idea why he's being sent home. Yeah, he might just be making stuff or maybe he did something, didn't realize it was bad. He he has no idea. He didn't know that he was pretty much expelled from school. I guess the faculty failed to tell him that when they sent him off to the holidays. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He didn't even know. He just thought he was going home for the holidays. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're not going back, kid. Sorry. Yeah. So unfortunately, we have no answers for you because... Henry James did not tell us Mm -hmm. what fucking Miles did to get expelled. The damn mystery, one of the mysteries of this entire book, we don't know. Nope. Yeah. And she asked him if he read the letter. And he said, yes, I read it. And And I burned it. Yeah. And then she asked where to go. And he's like, I burned it, which is weird. Yeah. and, And she says to him, she asks him, why did you take it? He said, I wanted to see what you said about me reasonable and the thing is is that the letter said nothing about him it just was like sort of like things are queer at the manor yeah she was just inquiring about a query a queer query a queer query and that was it really so he was almost like disappointed that they didn't have anything to say about him Mm -hmm. and then she goes to like hug him and then pqs in the window right and she freaks out. The governess freaks out, which freaks out Miles. He hasn't looked over there yet. And this is this is interesting. And I would just want to make sure I say this because of my thoughts generally. And he asks, is she here? Mm-hmm. And the governess is like, I was staggered by the word of she. He has to know. And he said, Miss Jessel, Miss Jessel, is Miss Jessel here? So it's interesting that he thinks that Miss Jessel is there. Right? Yeah. Because you would think that since PQ has been supposedly stalking him or connected to him, he would assume it's PQ. But he says Miss Jessel. It's odd. Because the only ghosts, apparently, that have been talked about with the kids is Miss Jessel. Mm -hmm. And the only person that could have told him about it was Flora. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. So he does have breakfast with Flora before she leaves. Right. So maybe they had a little convo. Yeah, she's like, dude. The governess is crazy. She thinks Miss Jessel is here. Right. Yeah. So does that mean that the kids never really knew that the ghosts were there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. So she's like, no, it's him. It's Peter Quint. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, the first time she's saying the other ghost's name in front of the child. Mm -hmm. And she hugs him really tightly. And his heart is like pounding through his chest. And then his heart stops. Well, he looks over there. He sees him. Well, he looks back. It doesn't say that he Mm. sees him, though, which I think is interesting. Like, he just looks back. She grabs him again. And then he dies. And then he dies. That's it. So this is my theory Mm -hmm. of possession. Mm -hmm. So we see that both children have this instance where they're sort of being possessed by the spirit the spirit is sort of existing in the same plane as them with the governess seeing them when she calls the ghost out the child has a break of madness and then becomes sick Mm. so when they're on the lake and flora's doing that weird thing with the weeds right so flora is standing where we first saw miss jessel on the other side of the lake when she calls out miss jessel Flora has a break, says, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And then the next day she's sick. Mm-hmm. Basically, you could say she's dying, right? Then we have Miles. Again, she calls out the spirit's name 
that's been following him around in one of the original places that she saw him, when she brings that to his attention, he again breaks and he dies. Hmm. So it's almost like by calling out their names in front of the children and making them realize that they exist, it severs the tie between the spirit and the body, and then the body fails, and the kids die. I, I, I think there was no ghosts. I don't think that because she's the one narrating this, right? And there's a lot of back and forth between how she felt, how she didn't feel, and I feel like a lot of it is her own insanity. Mm-hmm. She constantly keeps getting more insane because the weirdest part about it is if Miss Jessel was there and she was an apparition, why didn't Miss Gross see her? But then how does she know what they look like? And like, how does she perfectly describe Peter Quint to Miss Gross? I think that all goes back to how she got hired. She knew about Bly Manor. She already knew about it. And she was also looking in the house. She's in the house. You know, there's ways for her to find out. And especially when she was describing the person, it was more of, it's kind of like a cold reading when, you know, those psychics, quote unquote, will cold read and they're like, they had this kind of hair. And then the person kind of finishes the description for them. Mm. That's how I felt like it went with her. I don't know. I just, I feel like. But then why are they sick and why are they dying? Well, we don't know if they, we don't know how Miles died. Did she actually kill him? Did she make Flora sick? Was Flora just so distraught with her talking about her previous, her predecessor that she just was like, freaking out the whole time and feverish, just meaning she was scared and nervous. I don't know. I find it. I find it very interesting. That's it, it's a cliffhanger. The whole thing, and I think the reason why he wrote it this way, which it, it leaves us at the height of what most horror movies or something would be happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the point of that is Henry James really wanted people to come up with their own theories of what was happening because there's a lot of well, this happened and then this happened but how did this happen? So I feel like that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted people to either, is she insane? Was there actually ghosts? Was there possession involved? Was there this? I think it's pretty, that's pretty good writing there. I'm down with the open to interpretation mm-hmm. for sure. I just think it's the, <laughs> I think it's a ghost story. Yeah, that's fine. I like to think it's a ghost story, I guess, because that's what I went into it wanting. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted the horror. Um, you know, it's almost sometimes when there's an unreliable narrator, um, I appreciate that. And But sometimes it feels like, oh, is it a cop out? Is it, you know, wh- why rely on that? Why not just give us the answers? Um, which I guess as a reader sometimes is frustrating, but maybe like you said, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've seen, I've seen quotes in my research where he's like, no, I want you to, f- I want you to fill in the gaps on your own. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the whole thing from the beginning about her hearing a baby cry mm-hmm. in the beginning it to me the baby was never brought up again mm-hmm. there was no instance in the story with a baby dying in the manor or mm-hmm. you know maybe miss jessel and peter quint she was pregnant and he offed her and you know he got drunk because he was so upset because he killed her that's when he slipped and fell and mm-hmm. cracked his head open i mean who knows i it's it's very weird but i feel like that also could have been her way of saying you know looking back and writing about it that the house is haunted the kid died there Mm. i'm the one that killed the kid oh or maybe it's something like she had a child in her past and the child died and it drove her into madness Mm -hmm. so she just hears this child screaming all the time and it it just haunts her to this day 
There's a lot of ambiguity, ambiguity <laughs> with this book because the dinner party we met in the first part never mm. gets brought back up. I again. hate that. Yeah. You know, you know when Aladdin, the Disney movie Aladdin? I know the movie, yes. Yeah, it starts with a random guy being like, let me tell you the story about Aladdin. Yeah, and he never gets and brought then up. Again. Yeah. It's Douglas. It's Douglas all yeah. over again. Well, that Douglas and the 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 first narrator. Well, and Douglas or one of them says that this was his sister's governess who wrote the story. So she goes on to govern more children. Oh, I'm sure. And she writes down this whole story and then shares it with him. I just feel like it's odd. Like it just might be her MO. Maybe she is insane because it's weird to me too that there was no sightings of ghosts, nothing weird happening before she got there. Mm -hmm. You know how a lot of times in like horror movies or ghost movies, they're, they say people died in this manner and, you know, the last couple had to move out because <laughs> there was just no setup for that. It was a lot of relying on her to tell the story. I I do find it frustrating as a reader in those first, you know, seven chapters, we get really creepy ghost sightings. And then for the next 16 chapters, it's like just her going crazy. Mm. It's like, I like the creepy ghost stuff. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it's just, it is odd to me that she sees them all in the same place. Mm. You know, all the Peter Quint stuff either happens at the tower or, or, the, window. or the window. And then the Miss Jussel stuff happens at the lake yeah. most of the time. And the, and the schoolhouse. And then right. they they both appear on the stairs at some point, but it's very mm-hmm. limited. Right. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me. And a lot of it happens at night. And I don't know. Well, when else the ghosts come out? I mean, <laughs> did you see the Haunting of Hill House? There was ghosts all up and down. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's the turn of the screw. I would love to hear if you guys have read this, what your theories are, or if you just heard the story from our perspective, what yeah. you think our theories are. I'm really, really curious. I'm really curious to see what other people think. And I think, and I like that we obviously read the same story at the same point in time, but kind of fell to two different conclusions uh-huh. so maybe there are other ones that that folks want to share with us or if you know you you kind of felt one way that noah felt or that i felt i'd be curious to find out yeah i'm really excited and tentatively curious to see how they do this in the hunting of blight manor i'm i'm i want to know the elements that they take from it because you know the hunting of hill house took very specific elements from the original mm. story and I'm curious with this one, what they do. Obviously, it's a nanny and there's kids. There's and, two children, yeah. And a manor. So it, I'm yeah. curious to see where they go from here. Well, I mean, the one of the main images for the marketing of this season is either the little girl or someone in the lake. In the lake. Right. So we know we're going to have some creepy lake action, which I'm definitely looking forward to. We have the two children. We see dolls, which is yikes. But in this, the cast is rounded out a bit more uh, where, you know, we know that there's other servants in the house, Luke, apparently. Um, but our four main players are Mrs. Gross, the governess, and the two children. Mm-hmm. But there's like a whole cast of like, there's a teacher and another part. Like, so there's a bunch of people that are at the manor that are also dealing with the children. I also do want to know why out of everybody she talked about in the story, when she was writing the story, she only named two living people. Mm. She named Luke and Mrs. Gross. It's just, it's very odd to me. And I think it is funny that he died once Flora left and Miss Gross left. Mm. That to me is a huge red flag. What did she tell him? If she went on to go, you know, do take care of more kids, 
What did she tell them about Miles? Like, he just got so scared he died. Again, we are not living in the time of background checks, references, <laughs> fingerprinting, drug screenings. Because they ate dinner and then he died. Yeah. She's I like, mean, poison. <laughs> the mutton was bad. Oh, yeah. She, eat your mutton. Eat your mutton, child. Sounds disgusting. No, thank you. No. Before we go into our Netflix binge-watching bite of, we have to, of course, do our final installment of the one and only oh God. Mrs. Gross's Glossary. If you guys could see how he stares at me when he does that. I dead I am. Because yeah. <laughs> I know he loves that voice. Uh, yeah. Our first word oh God. <laughs> is preambulations. It's preambulance, right? It's before you get in an ambulance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually a form of the verb perambulate <laughs> i might have said it wrong it's perambulations whatever it's to travel over or through especially on foot so this is when they're running around the lake oh yeah our next word is evocation it is a noun the summoning of a spirit oh cool cool cool, cool. spooky things mm-hmm, for sure a third word <laughs> is magnanimity yeah volcanoes it's about magnet and lava. Uh, it's a noun. It means <laughs> loftiness of spirit, enabling one to bear trouble calmly, to disdain meanness and pettiness, and to display a noble generosity. Hmm. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Our next word is tantamount. It is an adjective, meaning equivalent in value, significance, or effect. Hmm. Yeah. And our final word is cops c-o-p-s-e it's a noun it's fancy cops it's it's cops in fancy dress blues and boas oh sequins <laughs> yeah it, it is a thicket grove or growth of small trees growth of small trees yeah again around the lake gross no cops no <laughs> <laughs> ha 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 <laughs> Next up is The Haunting of Bly Manor. We yes. are going to dissect that and compare it to the book and get real spooky. Yeah, and I think it's definitely going to be a lot spookier. And we're going to see some scary stuff. Yeah. I, if they, I swear to God, if they leave us on a cliffhanger like this book, <laughs> I can't. I don't like it. The second I see that mutton go down in the final episode, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. See you next time. See you at Bly Manor. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at a bite of pod and on Facebook at a bite of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at a bite of pod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on a bite of. Bye. (laughs) 